I was coming from a place of, well, there's not that much need in our community because it is such a, a, a wealthy established community. And the first time I went out on a Habitat project, that really opened my eyes. That was Cassie Kimberlin, the Executive Director of the Greater Fredericksburg Habitat for Humanity. And this is the Partners for Better Communities podcast from the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. One of the real joys of the Virginia Governor's Housing Conference is catching up with partners from across the Commonwealth. It happens in panel sessions and in the corridor and at the end of the day at a reception. That's where DHCD staff member Kiara Carr called Cassie. Let's hear more. Our goal is to bring people together to build homes, community, and hope. So we do that primarily through what we're famous for, which is home building. You know, we tend to build single family homes and sell them using affordable mortgages to people who are in need in the community of an affordable home mortgage. They, they're typically employed, they have a source of income, but uh, the home costs in our area are just out of control. You know, they, they really skyrocketed in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, so we try to provide an alternative product in the market. Okay. So what's the criteria for a person that is interested in um, getting a home through your program? So typically we look at three uh, pillars of partnerships. So basically someone has to demonstrate need so they can't go to a typical bank and get a typical mortgage for whatever reason. Uh, they have to demonstrate the ability to repay. We always want to set somebody up for success, make sure that they can make their monthly uh, mortgage payments. And third, they have to really have the willingness to partner. That's what Habitat for Humanity is based off of. So they have to express that in a couple of different ways. Uh, one of them is they have to complete a home ownership education course. So uh, we have a lot of people who come in who are lifelong renters, who are children of lifelong renters. You know, there's a long history there. So we try to set them up for success by teaching them what they might have known if they grew up to, as the children of homeowners. So things about, you know, how do you improve your credit score? How do you get your credit score for free? Uh, how, to, how do you distinguish between a reputable contractor? I mean, a lot of people who are moving into a, their own home for the first time, they've never had to call a repairman. They just call a landlord. They, it's a whole new world for them. What do you have to do in terms of maintenance around your house? A lot of homeowners get a pet for the first time. But, and if you've never had a pet before, you kind of need some of the basics explained to you. So we have the local SPCA come in and, and do a class on how to take care of your pet and be a good neighbor while being a pet owner. So we really try to be holistic about it. And it's not an easy set of courses to get through. So that is a really key part of partnership. I like to say that, you know, buying a Habitat home is actually a lot harder than going out to get a private loan with somebody else. Um, when you, the other aspects of willingness to partner are, we call it sweat equity. So in exchange for having a more affordable loan, you also have to provide a lot of volunteer service. So at our affiliate, it's up to 500 hours of volunteering, which is, I mean, start calculating that out in your mind. How many weeks is <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> That's a lot, but we think it's really important. And we um, require that they dedicate at least 150 on a construction site. So that means, like I said, they're renters often, who are the children of renters. They never had to fix a leaky sink before. But if you helped install the sink and 
the toilet and put up the drywall. You really understand what is going on inside your home 10 years down the road when something goes wrong. You are completely prepared to handle it and you might even be able to fix it yourself. So we really try to use the aspects of partnership to empower the people that apply for our program so that by the time that they are ready for the home and the home is ready for them, everything is ready to go. Okay. So what about um, what about the program? So the classes that you're taking, they are like, what's the length of the, the span of classes that you have your participants um, take? So the average has been about a year, uh, just because there's so, we have a lot of people who come in who are almost but not quite ready to close on a mortgage. So they need a little bit of time to get their credit to where it needs to be. They need time to save up for a down payment because we also require a down payment. And there, like I said, there's up to 500 hours of sweat equity. That takes a while to accumulate. And the people that we work with, you know, they don't have, um, you know, one of the head of household or the uh, second or the spouse. They can't just take three months of off of work to make that happen. So we we try to be flexible and give them some time to build it into their schedule. A lot of the people that we work with. One job is often just the start of it. They're working multiple jobs. They're um, swapping childcare with relatives. They're really finding ways to make it work already day to day. So we do have to invest a lot of time. And it's also the same for education. You know, we can do it in under a year, and um, often we do, but we don't have a problem with it going out that long because it takes a long time to wrap your head around all of this, to be able to see the results of what you're doing, to be able to save for your down payment. If people were able to do that overnight, they wouldn't need us. Right, right, that's very true. So I think that, um, I, I, first of all, I think that Habitat for Humanity is awesome. I volunteer in Richmond like during my college years, so I've had that hands-on experience like learning and also, just being able to, you know, give back is amazing. I love that feeling. So, um, how has DHCD been a partnership with your organization? Um, well, first, thank you for volunteering. We couldn't do anything that we do without the, the wonderful volunteers that come through our, our build sites and our stores and our committees. That, that just means the world. And I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. I started as a, a volunteer, too. So it's just, it's kind of funny how um, we, we say Habitat makes you fall in love and then you just end up on a build site and somehow 10 years later you're still on another still build site. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, um, we are really, really fortunate in our partnership with DHCD. Uh, our affiliate is an area that's under a tremendous amount of housing stress. And we actually applied for a grant last year. We're working on a really cool project in the city of Fredericksburg. We're really excited about it. We have about 18 acres of land to work with that are within the city. And uh, basically that adds up to four cul-de-sacs within the city where we can extend an existing street, you know, a half a block and add on a few homes. So the first phase of that project is on South Street in Fredericksburg. The total cost of the project was about $1.2 million, which for us, you know, we're not that big of an affiliate. Ten years ago, we were all volunteer run and still primarily serving a rural area. So DHCD was able to look at the work that we had done, look at the resources that we pulled together, and they were able to offer us a half a million dollar grant for that That's project. That's awesome. So I can't tell you what a, what a game changer that is. Um, for the people that we're serving, it, it meant that suddenly we had people who were in the pipeline who were not going to be waiting two or three or four years in order to be able to get in and do all their financial education. We could get those people moving now and we could get started on the homes now. So we're, we're, we're quite excited. We're about to wrap up the first house and it's it's like watching dominoes fall. You know, once you get started, it's it's amazing how long you wait 
and how long that process takes. And then suddenly it's happening and I it's just an, a joyous, joyous process. Right. And we and could, the final project, I'm pretty sure like the family, you, you all, you're going to be so excited. So oh yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine how that feels. So that's the current project that you're working on right now? Yes. And DHCD has been so supportive. I mean, when we were sitting down and trying to, it, it, it's complicated as it should be. You know, there's, there's uh, a lot of moving parts to it. We really had to substantiate that our project had value and we were able to demonstrate that. And we got a lot of help. You know, just technical assistance with the application. Um, the DHCD is very responsive, and I think that the staff really has a good attitude. They're people who are believe in what we're doing. They see that the value of housing, how it affects every other aspect of people's quality of life. Um, we're, we're really lucky to have that partnership, especially, you know, I talk to affiliates who are in other states where maybe there isn't a, an agency like that or the agency has a much narrower frame. I think that we're very fortunate in the Commonwealth to be able to do what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And I can definitely for sure say that DHCD is definitely proud to be partners with you all. So um, now my... Um, Next question is going to be more about your personal, you know, experience and like what drove you to want to be in housing or to help families and so on. Yeah, you know, that that's a really interesting question. And I think when I think about it at different times, I give myself different answers. Because when you think about it, housing has so many components to it. You know, there were times when we were growing up when our housing was challenging. So I there's a personal element to it. But um, I think what I trace it back to is I went down to uh, Biloxi, Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina. And uh, in Biloxi, Mississippi at that time, which I, I think this is the spring of 2007, there were two things operating in Biloxi. One of them was a casino, and the other thing was Habitat for Humanity. And Habitat for Humanity was making it work. I mean, it was block after block, house after house. They were keeping locals employed. They were giving people a safe place to sleep. And, you know, I went as an alternative spring braid as kind of a passive supporter of Habitat. And I was excited to, you know, get a picture of myself on the build site. It was really all about me. And I'm not, you know, dragon old me. I still, I, I, I think she was okay. But it really opened my eyes to what's actually going on in people's lives. So when I learned that there was a habitat, you know, in the community that I grew up in that I valued, I had, um, I, I was coming from a place of, well, there's not that much need in our community because it is such a, a, a wealthy established community. And the first time I went out on a Habitat project, that really opened my eyes. It was like, okay, there's there's a lot of things in here. One that I'm not seeing, but it's not about me. It's about what what are we not talking about? Like, why is housing a taboo? You know, we, we talk about the need for food. We talk about the need for education. But when we talk about housing, it's in really narrow terms. And that interested me because it touches so many other aspects, but it's a problem that needs to be solved by itself. And the only way to do that is to get involved. So that's really how it happened for me. Um, I'm tremendously passionate about this. And I get very excited when I see, there, there's a lot of people doing interesting work in the space. And I see DHCD is funding you know, innovative projects, reaching out into communities that aren't typically getting support and kind of even if they can just be that foundation sponsor to attract other funding, it makes a tremendous difference. And it's on a community by community basis. 
So what um, is there anything that we can look forward to seeing from Habitat for Humanity moving forward? Do you have any big projects or announcements, anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I'm really excited with the direction of, um, so Greater Fredericksburg Habitat for Humanity. I can speak for us. We're awesome. We're, we're killing it. Things are rolling out. But I'm also really excited to see that things are happening across the state, across the country, across the world. Habitat has more than a thousand little chapters operating around the world. And it's just, we're in a new age, you know, we're in the digital age. We can, we can, I can call and pick up the phone and web conference and show pictures to somebody who's in Indiana or in India, and we can learn from each other. And Habitat gives an infrastructure for that to happen. So I get really, really excited about the direction that Habitat's going in because everybody knows our name and a lot of people are kind of fuzzy on what we do. And I think that everybody is going to be seeing a lot more from Habitat because we are stepping out on faith. We've been doing things the same way for a long time and we've helped a lot of people and we're proud of that. But we really think that we can do more um, to be advocates for affordable housing, to help um, increase the visibility of agencies like DHCD and, and highlight the work that they're doing in the communities around, the, um, around our state and around the country. It's, I'm really excited to see where Habitat goes. We're really focused on building you know, strength, stability, self-reliance for everybody. And Habitat can step in and meet the mission in a way that a lot of other organizations can't. So I, I expect you'll see more public campaigns, you'll see more coordinated uh, results coming out of different Habitat affiliates. So we're still gonna stay local, but we're also going to take advantage of the scale that we can offer and try to do it to really grow our impact on our communities because there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there. We talk a lot about the housing crisis, but every time that there's adversity, there's opportunity. Absolutely, that's, that's definitely true right there. But if anyone wanted to um, apply for housing, how would they be able to contact you? Absolutely. So the simplest way is online at fredhab.org. That's F-R-E-D-H-A-B.org. And if you're not in Fredericksburg, or maybe you're not even in Virginia, go to habitat.org, H-A-B-I-T-A-T.org, and uh, they'll direct you to the nearest affiliate, and you'll be able to um, proceed that way. And we we... One of the misconceptions that we always want to tackle if we get the opportunity is Habitat sells homes. We don't give away homes. And the person who is buying a Habitat house is maybe not the person that you're thinking of. We serve a lot of teachers. We serve a lot of firefighters, policemen, uh, nurses, aides. There's probably somebody in your life who's struggling with housing. Maybe it's your kid who has come home and is living in your basement. You know, like it's, it's somebody who's in your life who is a perfect fit to buy a Habitat home. So if it's not you who's listening, there's somebody you can point in that direction and it's gonna make a difference in their life. There's no way to connect with people like Cassie and not feel inspired. This year, the Governor's Housing Conference is going to be online, but we're going to have a virtual exhibit hall, and you can meet partners like Cassie through the exhibit hall. The conference this year will feel a little bit different, but expect some surprises and, yes, some inspiration. Register online at www.vaghc.com between now and November 13th. 
This has been the Partners for Better Communities podcast.